0: Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast, a podcast where we focus on real issues and have real talk, and as always, provide a biblical perspective. We hope that you will be blessed as you listen. The, truth podcast, the Amazing Truth Podcast, real issues, podcast. This real is talk. The Amazing Truth Minute.
1: Uh, for the Amazing Truth podcast minute, we are going to focus on Matthew 18, verse 20, that says, "For where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them." God intends for the Christian life to be filled in community. We are not to be. We are not meant to live as lone rangers. Christ's followers need to be surrounded by their brothers and sisters in Christ. Life is hard and the enemy is fierce. We need other believers' support and encouragement. First Peter 5 verse 8. Jesus offered another excellent reason for believers to act, to be active participants in biblical communities. He said, For where two or three are gathered in my, together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Matthew 18 verse 20. Jesus declared that he himself would be present among believers who are seeking unity as they make decisions and as they come together for prayer. In describing the early church, Luke wrote, They continued steadfastly in the Apostles' Doctrine and Fellowship, in the breaking of bread and in prayers, Acts 2, verse 42. To be an active church participant is the precedent that the early church set and it is necessary today in order for the for modern day believers to fully thrive in their faith. This is the Amazing Truth Podcast minute.
2: Welcome to the Amazing Truth Podcast. So, we decided to kick the guys off because they needed a break. <laughs> They've been working a little too hard, so we said, "Why not take over for a little bit?" Yeah. So, I'm here with uh, two lovely ladies and A very lovely man too, actually, if I may say. Thank you. So I was wondering if you guys could introduce yourselves and also given the reason why we're here, I'm wondering if you could also kind of give us what makes you happy and proud to be here and what you think you're giving to the community by you being here. We'll go with you first. Um, So my
1: name is Abigail Maranga. I'm 15 years old, if I am missing my age. (laughs) It's okay. I'm... I'm actually uh, excited to be here. I'm also kind of nervous, so pray for me. Um, And I think that in our community, we need uh, to kind of learn to understand each other. Um, And I hope this will help not only us here, but those who are going to be watching, listening later, to gain some pointers so that we can be able to co-live better. Yes respect that.
3: My name is Taylor Young and I am here because I have a little background in what we're going to be talking about today and um, to bridge some of these concepts that maybe we can talk about and bring some insight to some of these these great ideas that uh, we've talked about in the past and that I've heard listening to this podcast and yeah so that's why I'm here and um, I'm feeling inspired
2: so looking forward to that. And thank you for being here.
0: Thank you, Rahema. Of course. Uh, my name is Isaiah. Um, I think uh, it's uh, my start of some time here now. Um, but I'm I'm happy. I'm excited. We get to see other people, and we kicked out Ezra and Kenan, and uh, we got two new faces. So we had to swap out out with the old in with the new. <laughs> with the new. <laughs>
2: well, that's very good to hear, and. Um from what we've been talking about and what Ms. Taylor Young just said here from the feedback that we did receive from a podcast that we did we realized that parents felt as if we were a little too harsh Mm -hmm. now we're going to speak from a children's point of view but these children come from different backgrounds so we have a Well, we're not so children, but you know, we're always children to our parents. So you have a child who (laughs) was born in America, grew up in America, raised by American parents. Then you have a child who's born in America, but raised by African parents. Now us, we were both born in Africa and raised in Africa Africa. and then came here. So I think we all come in with a different kind of perspective, either by what we do or how our parents react to our things. So if I may ask you, Miss... um, do you ever feel as though your father disciplines you with his own way that he was disciplined? And do you find it hard to almost balance with the way you're living your life in America? That makes sense.
1: Um, in a way, yes. But when he tells us stories of his childhood, his uh, father, at least, was more harsh than he is.
2: I'm happy uh, to hear that. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what Yeah. I mean.
1: So, um, I I guess he's trying. I guess he is trying. <laughs> um, but still, sometimes the way he reacts mm-hmm. is kind of the way um, he was brought up. Okay. But he catches he catches himself. So
2: okay. So then you knowing that you're able to almost be patient with him and say yeah. he wasn't being mean. It's just his own way of talking to me as well. Yeah. Okay. So then going to you. As we know, most Africans know that in America, you know, your parents tell you they love you before you eat snack, before you go to bed, before you wake up, and all of that. Now, of course, I'm not saying that Africans don't do it, but just the culture and things are changing. So with you, Taylor, growing up in America as well and being raised by parents that were raised here because to her, her dad was raised differently. Do you find it more, but also with the fact that you work with kids, can you tell us the difference that you notice in your American kids and non-American kids?
3: Yeah, I guess. Um, so there are, I get, from what I experienced as a child, um, if I didn't tell my mom I loved her at least three times a day, it was a problem. That was, that was, that's her way of showing affection. That was her way with her love language that she felt that she was affirmed and she felt good. So when I, you know, yes, do see or work with children of other cultures and especially in African culture actually, giving those maybe affirmations that are, you know, felt but not heard, sometimes I would see a difference. But as in um, taking time to be stern with a child, I felt like I was almost, my parents were not as stern with me and that's what turned me into a rebel. So mm. I I think it's great. I think Different. I'm going to be, <laughs> I think I'm going to be a stern parent just because yeah. not having those walls and not having some of those guidance those guidelines did, you know, put me in positions where I felt that maybe I was rebelling just to rebel. Okay,
0: so she she's she she brought up two very important things while I was thinking of something to piggyback off of what Abby said.
2: You We're know, ready to listen.
0: Right. <laughs> so going back to, go, and I'm going to come back to you about love language. That's that's very important because different cultures have different love languages. It doesn't mean that there's the absence of love. It just means that it's communicated differently. Yes. Um, and then going back to Abby, um, in a situation where you, growing up with your dad, um, he obviously has a different background and he's trying to incorporate you know family in a different in a different culture and you growing up in it so you can relate to my story where you're like okay when you go to school there's a different world and then when you come back home it's a totally different world um do you what, what would you say what are the conversations about the differences that you have in um in your experiences Cause it sounds like you've talked a little bit at the very baseline. You've you know you've discussed that okay. There's a difference, you know, back where you're from, and here we are different. I mean, tell me a little bit more. Like, do you know what are, what are the what are the conversations like?
1: Uh, to correct you somewhere, I am homeschooled, so I uh-huh. don't really go out oh, to school. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that that kind of helps with the yeah. culture difference. Yeah. But I when we go to church, yeah, the rest of the kids are yeah. schooled in school, mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. There's that difference I see in them and sometimes yeah. it sheds off on me. Yeah. Um, but uh, we talk at home about these things. Like mm-hmm. here, one mm-hmm. difference is here, uh, people are more individualistic. And yes. in Africa, people are more community. Like you were saying, everybody's everybody's <laughs> uncle, auntie, grandma, grandpa, everybody. <laughs> yes. So um, you kind of have to learn. What I had to do is mm-hmm. I had to learn where are the adults coming from oh. and then where the children okay. coming from. Yeah. And then... I'm also because I'm homeschooled. Yeah. I don't really blend in nicely with the kids at school, um, yeah. at church. Yeah. And then uh, adults also come from a different background. So I'm kind of like in the middle. In the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So just learning to understand the different worldviews and different ev- all that um, has kind of helped me with mingling with people. Yeah. Um, and then now speaking from home. Yeah. Uh, as I said, we have talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents are trying to. Yeah. Uh, incorporate how things are done here, yeah. Um, also how things are done there and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean it's working pretty well. Yeah. At least from how I'm seeing it, mm-hmm. uh, it's working pretty good. We can say that too. Yeah.
2: Working really well.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> mean, As young lady, is it fair to say that it has taken both you and your and her parents? it hasn't been like a one-way street Mm -hmm. it's been a two-way street that you have also you as a young person has also well i'm old i get to tell you that Mm -hmm. you as a younger person i was just thinking (laughs) all right mm -hmm. you as a younger person has also had to step out and say hey i still have even even if i'm homeschooled i still have interaction with the other world Mm -hmm. so you i mean you can see the differences. That's, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, it sounds like from what I'm hearing from her that communication yes. and acknowledgement from both sides.
2: From both sides, yeah. yes.
0: No 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 going harsh on one side and going soft on the other. And I don't know if you have something to add on that, Rahima.
2: I had a question for Taylor, if that's mm. okay. Yes. So now I think you have sat here long enough and heard about the things that we talked about and also the conversation we had off camera about people going to boarding school. So let's say you are a teacher, let's say you have a, an African child who comes to you. And I just I'm asking this because I would like to see how people would react if they would take action. So let's say a child comes to you and tells you that my mom beat me. Now, do you react or what would you do first? Let me just ask.
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Um so as my experience as you know a teacher's aide and teaching in special ed, and um, just over the two two years I was in that school, schools are training people differently now. Whether they absorb that information and use it correctly is a whole nother story. But schools and places are trying to grasp and understand, mm-hmm. like that we are, you know, we are America. We are supposed to be a, a melting pot of all sorts of different people right mm-hmm. and with people comes their culture yeah people you want to say oh i don't i don't see color no if you don't see color you don't see people for who they are if you don't see their culture you don't see them for who they are so p- places and people are trying to absorb this information who m- absorbs it if they get the full picture if they get the full message that's up to them but in my experience from what i've learned is that you know a whooping and a beating are different things and mm-hmm. if a child comes to you and says, oh, mom was mad and beat me. Well, did they beat you or did you not do something they said? And you, got, like your, th- you got your behind swatted.
2: <laughs> no, I like that. And because like uh, you said that not having walls made you a rebel, right? Mm-hmm. But then again, most of us who were like now beat, more like whooped or spanked. It's a uh, discipline. But in America, of course, you don't have to use physical discipline. But as we know, where we grew up, it was almost necessary not to condone it. (laughs) Not to condone it. You shouldn't beat your children. (laughs) But um, there is a way that, so I love the fact that you just said it's a melting pot. You have people with different cultures. So you are able to say, let me not just take your word for it, but still respecting that culture part of it. And And I think it's going mm -hmm. to help a lot of African kids with men.
0: And and I also like what you said about um, that there is training of culture awareness. You know, there's training of culture awareness. There's training everywhere you go about everything. You know, every, I think every job has some sort of training, but there's that responsibility upon the person, like, okay, how do you take the training and how do you apply it? You know, and it, that's huge. It's I, I. It's the first time I'm hearing of that. I know it sounds, uh, but now I'm seeing it that way. That okay, there's, just like my job, we get trained to do stuff every year, and it's different. All of us do it differently. Um, you know, I, yeah, that was good. And but there's one thing that you had spoke about early, if I'm, if, if I may no, go back go there, um, where she spoke about um about love language. You know that um, the way your parents showed it and the way other you know different parents, uh, different parents showed it. I mean, would you say that love language is not only shown differently in different cultures, but also is it something that the parent and the child need to discuss? Because I could be sitting here, for example, like her, where I'm thinking love language is you cuddling me and letting me get away with stuff and where like director Collins is thinking as a African parent, love language is providing for you. I think that is where we all grew up.
2: Did you eat today? Yes. Did you eat? Yeah. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And I would like her to chime in on a little bit of that too, you know?
3: Yes. I, um, I think that's a great conversation. I think mm-hmm. love language between any, tor- any sort of interpersonal relationship should be communicated because, mm-hmm. you know, as humans, we all have at least two or three, not just one. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned, that's a great way of putting it. I think that, you know, in your culture, you have, know, or you know that providing is important for, you know, some your your culture, or mine, and in mine, yeah. for my mother, it was, let me hear that you love me, uh-huh. you say that you love me. I need to hear it. I need that affirmation. Uh-huh. So yeah, I think interpersonal communication between all parties is necessary.
2: Can I ask her one simple question? Yes, yes, yes. yes, Go ahead, ahead, you're
0: the host.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Let's say, weirdly, just hypothetically speaking, your mom went for a month without telling you she loves you. Would you doubt her love for you or you wouldn't just because she's told you? So it's like it's in you already. If my mom didn't tell me that she loved me for a month, I'd be like, oh, I messed up. I messed up. That is big. Okay. Mm. So see, now with yeah. us, like you said, yeah. we know or we can tell when our parents do something. It's like, oh, hey, do you need $20 in your account? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or you mm-hmm. Just like other things other than I love you and I love you. Yeah. But then I've realized too, then that maybe that's what some kids that grew up here mm-hmm might be lacking or kind of taking it personal because they're not hearing that from their parents. Mm -hmm. But really, your parents worked overnight. They sleep all day. So you can eat, go to school, wear those Jordans, carry the best backpack. That's their way. So I think also getting to the point where we say, Mm -hmm. let's be understanding. Like we've been preaching really this whole time. Balance, two-way
0: street. (laughs) It's a two-way street. And
3: I was just going to say, you said something that um i really resonated with is that here in america we do focus a lot on like individualism and Mm -hmm. maybe not so much in your culture where you do focus more on like family and community and that is something that took me a really long time to figure out and props you for figuring that or or knowing that so early and so young because i think that america likes to you know romanticize in individualism a little Mm -hmm. bit and oh i love you i'm in the individual it's 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 about me but like you know in african culture it's it's about you know family and like providing for others so that's one thing that i do um think that like i said is romanticized in um, in america maybe not for the better but it's something that makes makes a good connection with me okay
2: so then if I may ask on that, is it, do you think the reason why like verbally it's so expressed that, um, you know, like you have to affirm things verbally, verbally, mm-hmm. because I'm not staying with my family. I'm not staying with my grandmother. I'm not seeing my uncles every day. So if I cook for the whole family, for our African cultures, that's the gesture of like, I care about you, we love you. But because it's so individualized here, so you almost have to be like, hey, Remember, I love you. I may not have seen you in like three months, but I love you. But we're seeing (laughs) each other all the time. So maybe that's why. Okay. That makes sense. So hopefully you won't not hear it for a month. Hmm.
1: That's
0: (laughs) a long time. That's a long time. It's a long time, yeah. uh, Have you had conversations about love language or anything similar to that? And what do you think, um, and adding on to that question, do you think... For someone at your age, it it means a lot.
1: Um, personally, yeah. Uh, we don't normally say "I love you" in our house. Yeah. Uh, for us, it's pretty much African. You just do things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like for me, if I love my mom, I love my mom, yeah. uh-huh. mm-hmm. I don't tell her I love her. I just mm-hmm. make her a dress. Like I koko ugali. <laughs> oh, ugali <Godly> speaks volumes. <laughs> <laughs> ugali uh-huh. and chinsaga. Yeah. <laughs> um But I don't really say it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. So for us, that's how we do it.
0: Yeah, um, it's communicated when, yeah, through, what you through what do And that each works other. for you. Yeah. And, and that is what works for you, yeah. you know?
2: I'm just curious, though. How do you think she would react if you said, just randomly started to say it?
1: I don't think she'll mind.
2: She probably won't mind, because it makes my heart smile when my mm-hmm. mother says it randomly. Mm-hmm. So maybe, too, it's a tradition. Mm-hmm. We, the young kids, can start. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because really, it's nice to hear. It's that good affirmation, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like with our parents, too, especially, let's think of it this way. Do you think our parents were ever told that they were loved from back, back home? Not at all. So then why don't we change the rules and say, hey, dad, I love you. Hey, mom, I love you. We don't have to wait for them to say it. Why don't we teach them? To hear it love?
0: took years, but I got my old folks saying it.
2: See? <laughs> and, uh, and they get a little shy at first. But <laughs> yeah.
0: And then it gets a little awkward. <laughs> And then you know the first time my dad gave me a kiss, it was at the airport. I was like, "Okay, is he about to cancel my plane ticket? <laughs> but what's, what's going on?" Um, it was uh, it was very awkward for all of us <laughs> in the <Dubai> bystanders. <laughs> Okay. And, like kill me once he finds out that i, I was telling him all his stuff oh so. uh, it's right but, here
2: but thank you sir for. Doing but you
0: that. know the thing is is that where i wanted to go with this rahima is mm. that um i think sometimes we feel that with the absence of things happening our way or if things are not going the way we see going for our friend or another person then our parents don't love us then we need to you know act out or anything but you know she pointed out something very important that um, my mom knows that I love her because I'm doing this and that for her. And my dad, I know my dad loves me because he's doing A, B, C, D for me. Mm-hmm. And and that is another thing that I think we wanted to uh, cover in this um, conversation is that parents, we love you. and um, we And for the younger people to understand that, hey, maybe even if our parents are not saying it, it doesn't mean that they don't love us. Yes. You know, it just means that there's that gap of, there's the generational gap that we need to close by just having those discussions. And, you know, sometimes having those awkward years, it's, it took a long time, five, six years. <laughs>
2: so, but it paid off. It paid but it off.
0: paid off. So now they say it randomly and then I'm like, okay, what are they about to say next?
2: Oh, you still haven't
0: <laughs> brought it
2: in yet. <laughs> well, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah, so... I'm, I'm I'm glad that we're having this conversation.
2: Yeah. You know, and from what it sounds like to me, I think it's just uh, both parties being able to be vulnerable mm-hmm. towards one another mm-hmm. and leaving room for acceptance, not judging. Because mm-hmm. then if you think about it, we come from our parents. So if I feel like our parents are judging us, it's almost like, why is my source judging me? Then how can I even come to you? Now, if I can't talk to my parents, then who can I even talk to? Mm-hmm. But of course, in our African, it's like, fear 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 you know but it's more like respect yeah but i think it would be beautiful to just be able to sit down with your parent and talk about certain things so i may i'm happy to hear from her perspective because we wanted to hear a younger perspective
0: yes yes
2: but it just made me smile the fact that you said you make your mom ugali and she knows you love her
0: (laughs) that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) does your dad
2: like fish what does your dad like how does your dad know that you love him
1: Chapati.
0: Oh yeah, (laughs) that's for sure. That that's a hundred percent love right there. Yeah, see, it takes a lot of effort to do it. So, for somebody to do it, you know, they were dedicated.
2: Can Um, I ask one last question to Taylor too? Then, yes. So, like I said, if your mom went for a month without saying it verbally, what what would she do for you to know that she's uh, sending that message but without saying it? Like things you have picked up.
3: I think with it's something that I've picked up from her, um, if you know we go a period of time without talking, or if you know life gets busy, and sh- we don't have that time to even shoot a quick text, which I really should, but um, I would say just I know like that she supports me, she's proud of me, so um, like having that's one thing that. Even though we did live in a house of affirmations and speaking, you know, I love you, and sort of like mushy language that you know (laughs) was always part of the uh, the daily talk. But just always um, knowing that I was able to be an independent woman, I think was something that, for my personal experience, my mother really um, always showed that, like, I love you because. You know, you are a strong, independent woman and you're right. You, you do get busy. So let me respect your time. Let me show you that I love you by respecting your time.
2: Interesting. Mm. Nice. See, as an African woman, I would come with a different thing. But yes, that's interesting. <laughs> well, that, See, yeah, it's the culture the differences. Yeah, then yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. Ah.
0: You know, going back, you know, uh, before as we come to a close here, I wanted to ask you something um specifically re- relating to us Kenyans and maybe in you know the immigrant um population in general what do you, where, where do you think there's where is the disconnect between parents and children where, where, where do you think is the disconnect where do we not where is what is the one thing that we don't agree on the most and what can we do
1: um i think lack of understanding Uh really is the thing because at school they hear one thing Uh at home it's something else at church it's something else Uh like and then if they also have grandparents and our grandparents are like another story
2: (laughs) and those uncles and aunties too in
1: kenya then it's Uh another story so it's like okay where do i fall and then they have Uh i feel like immigrants immigrant children especially whether Uh born in Kenya and came here or Uh born here Mm-hmm. They have a huge identity crisis because they're trying to figure out now: Am I African? Am I American? Am I this? Am I that? Am I? I don't know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think it's a lack of understanding, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. Um, because of all the different things that they hear, yeah, or that we hear, although. Because I said I'm homeschooled, so I mm-hmm. no, I'm but you, but you are definitely <laughs> no,
0: but you are definitely you're bringing up a point yeah. that we have sat here and and spoke with Kenan and Ezra off camera for ages, you know, and I'm glad that you're talking about that. So, um, yeah, so they're hearing different things, they're seeing different things. You obviously have experienced that, you know, mm-hmm. and c- can you tell people how it is in a, in somebody's head when they hear three, four different songs at the same time.
1: It's confusing.
0: <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Very, very confusing, right? Yes. What do you think, as a young person, what has helped you navigate that confusion? What has helped you, or what is what eases the confusion?
1: I choose one, one side. I mm-hmm. Instead of trying to balance between African and American yeah. and all these cultures, mm-hmm. I just say, look, Jesus... Yeah. Heaven's culture is my number one, mm. and then whatever fits there, yeah, I will do it. Amen. So, um, mm. of course, Heaven's culture is number one, and mm. then I said, you know what? I'll just choose Kenyan because yeah, in my blood, I'm Kenyan. It's you know? easier. The only thing that makes me American is I was born here. Yeah. So I just said I eat Ugali, I yeah. eat chapati. I mean, my food is you must Kenyan, like Ugali. <laughs> my <laughs> mm. my lang- I also speak Swahili. You know, yes. I like Swahili songs. I, oh, I mean, nice. So. I just said, you know, let me choose African. But since I live here, I'll just also understand mm-hmm. the American culture and yeah. learn to blend with them. Yeah. And even other cultures because I also have yeah. Hispanic friends and yeah. all those others. Mm-hmm. So learn all those others. But for me, mm-hmm. I, I choose one. and I stick by it. Of course, heaven is my number one. Yes. So that's how I've, I've done it. Of course, it doesn't work all the time. Yes. There are times you get confused. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But just choosing one way of thinking mm-hmm. that way and then understanding the rest of them, then mm-hmm. it kind of makes, at least for me, it makes it easier to navigate.
0: You're light years ahead. Yeah, I wish I did so that. You're so wise. You're light years ahead because, I mean, if we, if I knew that at a certain point, if I can just choose one, those are things we came to learn, some of us came to learn after we had had mm-hmm. uh, very horrible experiences that were avoidable.
2: i think it's because we were also trying to leave those four different or listen to those four different songs at once yes yes and Mm -hmm. then constantly disappointing one because we're not living up to par (laughs) or having to act a different way because at home you can't go do that
0: Mm -hmm. so you come do that over here but then by you doing it over here you have messed it up at home Pants Uh, kids hiding from their parents to do things you're like uh you're like someone who's living in five different countries yeah. and constantly getting your residence revoked in each country, <laughs> depending on your where examples. you are. Your examples. Know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but I, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, we came to share with you guys. Yeah. I, I, I'm not even going to add on top of this. I it's think
2: okay. We have to have every, another one. Everybody just,
0: t- well, these ladies did a very good well, job. Well,
2: let Taylor take us out. Yes. Your opinion of everything that we talked mm-hmm. about and also being that we do come from a different culture than you do. Mm-hmm but we're also human, so if you could close us out with uh, something lovely for people to look towards, too.
3: Yeah, no, I think we touched on a lot of important and, you know, like we say, we what we talk about here is real talk or real issues, so things that we need to talk about, and especially um, when we talk about, uh, you know, the field of psychology or some, something that I'm passionate about, even being in the schools and needing, you know, people who are American to understand other cultures so that things, like you say, like um, children who may go to school in your shoes can blend in and also feel that they have, you know, three other beautiful ways of life to share. Mm-hmm.
2: I love that. Thank you. So then we're going out. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, we kicked the boys out and we just wanted to have a conversation with the kids so (laughs) thank you so much for watching and we'll continue talking about kids and parents because i feel like a balance would help all of us really really well
0: yes yes and i think next time we're gonna have uh director collins here for sure yes because we have that has to happen because you have
2: to confirm what you talked about
0: we have to confirm what happened and it's a learning thing so
2: yes and make sure you make his ugali and chapati too
0: yes (laughs) yes (laughs) thank you thank you all right Thank you for listening to this episode of The Amazing Truth Podcast. We hope you were blessed as you listened. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. God bless you, and see you on the next one.